Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tom Fullery, starring Jerry Springer, along with Gene Galvin and me. I'm Megan Hills. We're recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. My daddy came home. Ladies and gentlemen, Gary Springer. Oh, Jerry. Thank you. You know, we've, we've been uh, doing this remotely now for, for over a year. I know. I know yeah, I talking. guess it was last March when we started to uh, do it remotely, yeah. Yeah, they said, uh, like, this week last year, none of us knew it was the last week of normalcy. We thought yeah. we thought it was going to be a couple weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. And we were talking, uh, Megan, before you joined us, uh, you know, as we were all coming online here, that uh, we're looking to when we can go back and do it in the same room. And uh-huh. you're... Actually, probably not. Jerry and I have, Jerry's about to get a second shot. I've had two, David's had two. And things are moving, I think, pretty quickly. And Kentucky's done a great job. So I don't know, Megan, have you calculated when you think you'll be getting shots? I think mine's probably going to be in May, late May, early June, because I'm I'm no I'm I'm the last group to go in. I'm okay. nothing special. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It only it'll only be based on your age, is what you're saying. So, yep. and you're uh, still obviously pretty young, and so. Uh, well, anyway, as soon as we're all safe and catfish as well at Folk School Coffee Parlor, who's also pretty young, uh, then we'll talk about maybe doing something together. In the meantime, by the way, we had on last week, James Weston from Noblesville, Indiana, by way of Ludlow and LA for 10 years, that time in Mexico, spends his summers and before COVID-19 hit in England. He has quite a following in uh, England as a singer songwriter. He's very good. And he's got a song he's going to do called Hangman's Jive and uh, Megan will chat with James here in a minute. I was thinking the other day, based on something I read, maybe about corporal punishment in schools, which means like spanking kids. And I'm an ex-educator and I never did it as an educator. But uh, and I wondered and I was thinking about you, Jerry, that probably knowing your mom and dad before they passed away some years ago, they seemed like very progressive people. They probably never used spanking in your home, did they or did they? No, no, I was I was. Uh, uh, yeah, I can honestly say I was never spanked. Yeah. Okay. Megan, did, did, what, what, did your ch- parents use child rearing that included spanking, swatting, and Yeah, um, very limited. I mean, it was pretty, and it was when we were younger, you know, like after the age of like seven, eight years old, there was a conversation, but there were a couple times. And it happened in my case twice in my life, and I was, I don't know, one, I guess fourth grade. So at least it went yeah. that far in kind of a bizarre situation uh, that probably is instructive. But uh, <laughs> my mom and dad both worked. My parents, uh, sadly, forgot to pay an electric bill. They would mail it in or sometimes take it down to a window yeah. at this utility company downtown. This was done back in the day. And they forgot. And they said to me, we want you to take this $20 and stick it deep in your pocket so you don't lose it. Don't talk to anybody. You know the bus. Buses ran on Madison Road and yeah. it's called Oakley, Cincinnati. And go down and uh, pay that bill. And I did. 
And when I got, I, to be honest, I felt pretty proud. I felt for the first time in my life, very much like a grown up that I was being trusted to go do this big job. I got downtown. I'm walking to that building. I knew where that window was. I was to get my name and my address and that would take care of it. And there was and still is next to that building a church. It was a Catholic church. I was raised Catholic and we didn't go to that church, but I knew that, you know, new church. And I also knew, and this was summertime, that it was a time of summer festivals. And that particular church had a booth in the side yard with a huge sign that said brand new pickup truck uh, drawing tonight. And, and uh, is this a, a raffle. Oh, geez. This is <laughs> this is whoa, reel it in. <laughs> this is embarrassing. Maybe I'll just shut up right now. Oh, the next topic. Oh no, continue. You had me. Oh, what a sweet kid, you know. So I went, I stood there looking at the utility building and then and that sign that said drawing for this beautiful brand new pickup truck 1950 something and i uh, oddly enough called an audible for the galvin family oh, Little gene galvin calls an audible for the, for the whole family <laughs> oh. guys 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 i, I walked I walked over, I gave them the 20 bucks. I got a whole fistful of raffle tickets, put them in my pocket, went back home. And I was, to be honest, Jerry and Megan, kind of proud of that. Man, I, I made a decision that's going to be I made huge. the right decision here. <laughs> but by the time I got home, I was full of self-doubt, arguing with myself. It was the right thing to do, wrong thing to do. And then I was freaking out. And I thought, God. And before dinner, I had to tell my mom and dad, and I did. And they went nuts. They went nuts. And there's a thing that I learned as an educator, never hit a child when you're angry. Don't do it when you're angry. You got to get into right. a different place before yeah. you administer any kind of corporal punishment if you believe in it at all. And they didn't do that. They just tore into me. We're like tag team. <laughs> so not beat out I went to bed. This is the no, greatest story ever. No, this is actually true. You're going to be embarrassed yeah. when you hear the end of this. I went to bed without dinner, hungry. This is actually tragic and sore, hurting. But check this out. The next morning, I go downstairs hoping I was going to be able to have breakfast. And I look out the window and guess what, Jerry yeah. and Megan? There was In the truck. driveway was a beautiful blue shiny truck and a man walking toward the door with keys in hand and i started screaming to be honest and my parents came into the living room and i pointed and then it was amazing <laughs> they started screaming they started laughing oh, dancing hugging hey jerry wait a minute Jerry, wait a minute. Picture it. <laughs> Picture it. We're dancing in a circle joyously. <laughs> we open the door and the man stands there and he says, I'm from the electric company here to shut off your electric and your damn bills. Oh. <laughs> 
my parents went nuts again and they <laughs> beat me for the second time in my life. It was horrible, Megan. It was horrible. I think my mom even at one point said, I want a piece of that. <laughs> they were just wailing on me. Now you wonder, you wonder, well, why would I tell that story? Why yeah. would I tell that story? <laughs> and the answer great. is simple. The answer is simple. Do not ever, Megan, buy raffle tickets at a church <laughs> festival. <laughs> Don't do that. Instead of paying the electric bill. No, 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 no. That's not the point. Yeah, get them at the casino. Those okay. people are professionals. That's a professional business. Yeah. Deal with professionals. I feel like you didn't take away the, the lesson that maybe should have been learned there, Gene. I, I feel like well, maybe you missed well, Possibly it. I missed it. I mean, it's possible. <laughs> no, I think you got it exactly I right. I, I'm proud of you, Gene. <laughs> Thank you. Hey, uh, we're we're why God I hope we're winding down on COVID nineteen and, and you know yeah. Fauci and the CDC saying eh not so fast you know keep doing what you're doing and of course we all are but uh, and I have had two shots and I've been two weeks out I'm be three weeks out as of tomorrow and I still uh, where I went to a bike shop today for some stuff and I've still wore a mask I I'm in the habit of it now. And Megan, do you wear what would be called a vanity mask? Are you so proud that you worry less about dying and more about how you look with your mask on? No, not? I wear the surgical mask. And then we do you really? Some, yeah, or, yeah, or the one that our um, insurance company sent us some, our health insurance. So, nice. no, I'm not particular. As long as I'm covered, I don't care what it is. That's, I don't that's have, good. I'm not bedazzled. I don't have a leopard print mask or anything. You know, <laughs> sprinkles on her. Jerry, do you, uh, uh, I'm thinking about, like, do you just put on like Megan does and I do just a medical mask or what do you uh, do? I have a, a, a Judge Jerry mask. <laughs> do uh, you really? Yeah. Check your local listings. It says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh, uh, no, I wear a regular uh I had been wearing, you know, that light blue one that you see everyone yeah. wearing. But uh, I now got, uh, Mickey got me the, it's the white one. It's it's whatever the number is, the 90. Yeah. 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 The 97 and, uh, or something. Yeah. yeah, but I, yeah, we wear that religiously. Uh, except when, you know, we're sitting, if we only, we never go indoors to eat. So we only eat uh, here in Florida in outdoor restaurants when the tables are spaced far yeah. away. In other words, we'll drive Good by and Mickey says, no, we're not going there. The tables are too close. So she's really kept That's me good. paying attention more than maybe I would have otherwise. And, and thank God. So, uh, but well, yeah, we wear, we wear masks and we're getting our second <laughs> shot. You are? I said, you're a national treasure. We can't lose you. Well, I feel sorry for the people walking by. They only get to see half my face. And that is also a tragedy for all involved. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, uh, it, it's harder to recognize celebrities if they're wearing, in fact, it's impossible to recognize celebrities with masks on. 
and it reminds me of when we were in Cuba and you were there. Oh, too, don't Megan. bring that up. That is, that was <laughs> people forget. It is kind of interesting, kidding aside, that the people in Cuba are, you can argue back and forth about whether Cuba today, like right now today, is a good place or a bad place. But one place we know it is, is a place where you do not easily get any TV from America. If you get it, you're getting it through bootleg material. Yeah. But you do not easily get it. And the reality was, as Jerry on a trip that we went with the podcast folks uh, was largely not recognized, except for Europeans and Americans who were traveling along with us. But it's kind of weird to think so close. There could be a place where popular uh, cultural icons are just not even known. Yeah, I, I, I broke into I broke into a rash. It was hard. I know. I'm very unhappy. That was it. Was kind of fun and uh, we had a great time. Oh, that was yeah. great. Well, anyway, we hope that uh, soon. God bless everybody who's getting shots. God bless all the people who are making this happen. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're seeing in Florida, but I know Megan, you and I are seeing in the greater Cincinnati area. You and I live in Kentucky, but we're right across the river from Ohio. It's really ramping up now. When you say Megan, yep. I mean oh, it's absolutely. coming they're, on they're, strong now. They're killing. Oh, it, it is. It and is down Florida here as well. Every place, yeah, yeah. And you know what? It there was even you know within the Democratic Party when Biden got the nomination. It yeah. was it almost was like he really didn't seem to be anyone's first choice, but there was an acceptance. Well, he's OK. You know, I, I wanted yeah. someone else first and he's all right. And I got to tell you, he has turned out to be the perfect president for the times. I mean, it's really? like, Good point. you know, he's not going to be remembered for great speeches. There's no pizzazz. There's no, uh, you know, he's a movie star kind of thing. No, he's just. Your grandfather who gets things done. Yep. And exactly. look at just two months. How yep. the country has just, it's, it's unbelievable. He, he's been, I'm blown away. I am I'm with you. I think he's been like, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Just calming right, and secure. And we always joke, it's like Mr. Rogers. Like he comes on and it's just like, oh, okay, what do you got to say today, Joe? Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, really there's nothing true. sinister about him. There's nothing, yeah. you know, there's no cuteness. It's just, here's what we got to do and we'll do it. And he doesn't brag about it. It just gets done. Yep. And and it's uh, at the moment, now it's not even 100 days, but at the moment his approval ratings are really, by the way, Donald Trump at this point of the game never had approval ratings. He's in the 60s. He's in the mid to high 60s, Joe Biden is. There wasn't one day in the Trump presidency that he ever approached 50 percent. Exactly Never right. once. You know, if you look at the metrics of Donald Trump, there's that fact. That's a huge fact. Never in four years did he ever get his head above water. Including his first day in office. I mean, you there was no it. honeymoon. He, he lost down by in the low million. 40s the whole time. The metrics are he lost by three million the first time, seven going on eight the second time, a landslide in the Electoral College, 306 in the second time. He was impeached two times. And here's the really big one is when the conviction in the second impeachment was taken to the Senate floor, he lost 57 percent to 43 percent. 
Yes. So even in the Senate, now I know he did not officially get convicted because two-thirds majority, but 57% to 43%, you've been in politics forever, Jerry. You tell me anybody that thinks if I get 43% of the vote that I did nicely. So, oh my God, anyway, that's, that's in the rearview mirror. Yep. So, hey, Jerry, uh, we look forward to the your weekly thoughts where you kind of see something that catches your interest in the news. What did you see this week? And uh, give us your analysis, if you don't mind. Well, kind of related to what we were just talking, the question is fairly asked, how did the Republican Party become a cult? Well, it didn't happen overnight. And Trump wasn't the cause. He was merely the inevitable effect the result of a half-century Faustian bargain, a Republican bargain with the devil, a deal to trade away a moral conscience for a material gain. Let me explain. For at least the last century, the Republican Party has been the party of corporate wealth, tax breaks for the rich, reduced regulations for their businesses. So when they're in power, laws are passed to do their bidding, to help them secure their wealth and build their portfolios. If that means, which it inevitably does, that the vast majority of Americans are left behind with restraints on their upward mobility, so be it. And by this circumstance, of course, the divide between the few at the top and the rest of the population treading water at best, this divide simply grows. So you might well ask yourself, since most people aren't rich, since most people are a paycheck or two away from financial crisis, then how come Republicans keep getting elected? Put another way, if most people aren't rich, why do so many of them keep voting for a party that only benefits the rich at the expense of the non-rich masses, the middle class, and the poor? This is where the Faustian bargain with the devil comes in. Republican leadership, probably starting in the 60s with Goldwater, then Nixon, and ultimately Reagan, they recognized that they couldn't win elections if they had to rely only on the wealthy. Not enough votes there. So they had to reach out to the conservative right wing on social issues. The unspoken deal being, If you'll vote for us rich guys, we'll support you on race, the infamous Southern strategy, we'll be against busing, abortion, women's lib, blacks, and the liberalization of our culture. We'll become the party of whites. How's that? Deal? And the electoral evidence of this observation over the last 60 years is undeniable. Is it any wonder then? that after six decades of succumbing to this moral treason, a wacko like Trump came to the forefront. And now the once respected Republican Party is scrambling to rationalize, to explain its devolution into Trumpism. As some Republican friends of mine were saying to me over the weekend, yeah, Trump is awful, a cretin, but he was good for our economy, at least before the pandemic. What? Total nonsense. He was horrible. His tax cut for people like me simply tanked our budget and drove us to by far the greatest deficit in our history. 
Because of that, when the pandemic did hit, we didn't have enough money to handle it. A vast amount of increased borrowing was necessary, drawing the deficit into the multi-trillions. He failed to use the Emergency Power Act, failed to mobilize our country to effectively fight and protect ourselves from its poison. Half a million dead from what he and his administration called a hoax while he secretly took the vaccine. Yeah, he was great for our country, great for the economy. Huh. But listening to my Republican friends defend him, albeit apologetically, I couldn't help but think about what Southern plantation owners were arguing during the Civil War in defense of slavery. Well, it was good for our economy. We could sell our cotton at a nice profit. Oh, and yes, Mussolini ran the trains on time. You see, if the price of profit, of deregulation, even if you think the economy is good for you, if the price of that is a deal with white supremacists, a deal with those who would suppress the rights of others, a deal with the devil that you know you constantly have to make excuses for, the price is never right. To my friends on the Christian right, who constantly make excuses for their unwavering support of Trump. Wasn't it Jesus who said, for what shall it profit a man if he gain the whole world and suffer the loss of his soul? Yes. Good one, Jerry. Thank you. Thank you, Jerry. Thanks. All right, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we welcome our friend James Weston. Welcome back, James. James. Hey, James. What's going on, Jerry? I love, uh, first of all, I loved what you just said, Jerry. I love well, it. Thank you. I love yeah. it. Thank you. Uh, he's pretty good at that stuff, it turns out. You know, you know he's a judge and all, you know. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to come in front of me. Uh, I, 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 I hope I never have to. <laughs> so, James, what were you getting into over this last year? I know you said you were kind of, you had been moving around, so... Did you bake sourdough bread? Did you do all that stuff? <laughs> no, no, I didn't do anything. I fed my dog and I was in isolation. But here's the thing. Here's the thing about everybody else compared to me. That was my fantasy. Like my fantasy was the world would stop. Yeah. And I could just stay home. So it was great. Wow. You know, it was, yeah. it was wonderful. <laughs> I wrote a bunch of songs. I cleaned my house, you know, it's certain yeah. things. Yeah, I did all the things I never did before, you know. Yeah. But uh, no, was, you know, I didn't really do much, actually. You know? Major depression, I'll say. I'm going to go ahead and go the opposite way with this. I was super depressed all well, year long. Really. Majorly yeah, depressed. I thought, I thought that the world just ended and like everybody online was telling me I should have got a real job. You know what I mean? You should have got a real job. Why do you be a musician? And they're like, oh, I just lost my full-time bartending job. And they're like, well, that's a job for high schoolers, you know? So, eh. You weren't alone, James. I have, I mean, I've spoken to a lot of my friends that are in the same industry as you and other industries. And yeah, it was, it was really tough. It was just tough. And it not even just, you know, I got to tell you, I didn't mind being isolated either. Like I was here with my husband and his daughter. Like I was kind of okay with that. <laughs> yeah. 
we, 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 uh, we wore out a few pairs of sweatpants. Oh, I gave up yeah. on even yoga pants about halfway through. Oh, like, God. If it, have a, if it doesn't have a drawstring. Like, like I'll wash it every two months. No big deal. Yeah. <laughs> Which sweatpants, sweatshirt combo are we going to wow them with today? It was pretty, yeah. <laughs> pretty much something. Hey, James, is there Go ahead, Gene. Well, just real fast. Was there any? Is there anything to learn from that you felt depressed during this COVID isolation? That's a common thread. Yes, I mean, you can read about this. Yes. Did, did you tough tough it out? Did you find any creative ways to get assistance? Because so many people had to deal with this. Yeah, How but you, you can. Yeah, you can. Uh, you can. You can try to point to a bunch of different things, but. No, the, the simplest thing was to just be uh, uh, comfortable in your own skin where you are now, yeah. you know? Yeah. I mean, that's what I had to do. Like, I was like, all right, well, I, I would, for a period, it was like, woe is me. I lost this contract. I, this was, 2020 was supposed to be my best year in music of all time. So I lost everything. But I had to get to the point where it was like, well, it was meaningless to begin with because like the only thing that matters is like, it's like the old blues song. I woke up this morning. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Stay, stay, stay in the the present tense. Yeah. So, and that's what I learned from it. And I learned it through different people who I love, very close friends, my dog, yeah. uh, you know, like all of that stuff. And once I had discovered that, it was easy for the rest of the year. Up until I got COVID, it was easy. Oh, you wait, did get Wait, you got COVID? I got COVID. I got COVID in November. Oh, what's that? Tell us about it. Oh, it was bad. Yeah, it was bad. I woke up uh, suffocating every night for a long time. But wow. the, but the interesting thing was I lost my singing voice. I can't sing anymore. I can talk, but I can't sing anymore. So I used to do all these tours and play three hours and whatnot. I can't do that anymore. I think that actually me and Casey went to Germany. And we did, we played seven hours. We played yeah. a concert for seven hours. I can't do that anymore, you know? So, uh, wow. so I had to realize, oh, I had to man. change my life, realize yeah. what that is. So yeah. yeah. No, wait a minute. Are you saying that, uh, because I, I've also talked to other people who had lingering effects from COVID-19, lung damage and this lung and that. Damage. Not, and yeah, not everybody gets everything, you know, it's my, different. My singing but, voice too. And also yeah. my memory. Because I can't wow. remember who that wow. guy is sitting right there. I saw him on TV. Can't remember his name. Maury. Maury. Maury Patrovich. Maury Patrovich. Doesn't he coach for a basketball team, Maury Patrovich? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's Krzyzewski. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, are you going to... Uh, what do you what do you think long term relative to what you used to do writing songs and performing? You think that's gone forever, or is it going to come back slowly, or where do you see the future? I don't envision myself playing live gigs and being touring a touring musician for the time being because okay. I can't sing anymore. However, uh, the studio's back. 
I have, uh, I'm actually a licensed uh, commercial drone pilot now from the FAA. So I have a drone. Oh, wow. 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 I want to get back into video audio production. In LA, I was doing film scores and I did okay. a couple of decent film scores out there that wow. I got a decent write up in the LA Times and whatnot. But wow. I want to get back into that outside of living in a suitcase and singing dirty live yeah, to people. So, yeah. 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 So that's what I'm excited about. Wow. Yeah. Anyways, well, the next, the next video is coming. And this is what I did back in LA when I was about 20 years younger without all this gray hair pre-2020. <laughs> pre pre yeah. So wow. you mean you so you mean you look better than you do now? Man, oh, I look, let's I look, see it then. Let's see it. I was a little <laughs> nervous. I bought a listen, Jerry, I bought a scale the other day. Yeah, that was a bad move on my part. Yeah, a bad oh. move. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm. It's more than I thought. I'll say it like that. It's more than I thought. <laughs> oh, I did see that on Facebook, James. That did you see that? Didn't see that. I, I think I had more comments on that post than anything I've done in like. A <laughs> everybody kid. Everybody can uh, relate. To 2020, you know, it's like the girl from uh, 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 the chart, Willy Wonka, you know, like she. Gets, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Violet. what we all did, man. We had sweatpants on. We were zooming. You just keep your head up here. You don't show this. Don't show yeah. This. <laughs> it's true. It's very yeah. true. Yeah. All right. I'll stop. So, our song tonight <laughs> is uh, Hangman jo- Hangman or Hangman's Jive? Which Hangman's plural or singular. Oh, Hangman's Jive. So, tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, the f- okay. Thank you for asking. I did this video. I played every instrument to myself wow. in a big white box. And a friend of mine, Tom Casey, made the video in Venice Beach, California. Caveat. 10 years later, I see my friend Tom Casey, who shot this video on Good Morning America, selling luggage you can ride in airports. He invented luggage that you can ride. I know what that is. That's so cool. Yeah, Tom Casey from Chicago. He invented it. Oh, man. It didn't work out. Didn't work out. The, the battery issue, I think it was. <laughs> and, and you could ride a suitcase 15 miles per hour. In the, it, imagine that, trying to get to a gate, riding your suitcase 15 yeah. miles per hour. Traffic yeah. <laughs> cops. Anyways, oh, yeah. back to the video. <laughs> All right, here we have James Weston with Hangman's Jive. Piece of me. 
James, thank you so much for joining us again. We've missed you. Megan, I yeah. miss you too, man. It's been yeah. three years. It's crazy. Yeah, it's not long so long. Time. Look, I Next look it. I look it. I'm bald now, man. I look it. Holy cow! <laughs> oh, man, yeah. See that? I used to have a big, beautiful head of hair. Yeah. And guess what? Jerry looks the same. So. Jerry does look the Fuck same. Fuck you, well, Jerry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, Jerry. No, I just let my eyebrows grow long and come straight back. That works. Oh my God, I'm, I'm going to do that. I have try. really long I don't, eyebrows. Yeah, right, we're going to go I ahead and that. wrap up this conversation before it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. All Good right, here James. we have Thanks for joining us. James no I love you guys. Yep, love James you guys. Love you. Great, James. Springer, down by the river. Be well. Yeah. All right. Hey, Jerry, take... I'll be with you. I yeah. always wanted to go to outer space. Yeah. yeah really. I'll be the one that's not coming back. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, take us out on down by the riverside. James All Weston. Right, we're going to do this in the key of D. I don't know the key, but like, I'm going to do it in D. Hey, that's Jerry's key. Right. Right. Is what? that your key? It's one of my five favorites. That's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yo. We're gonna do this kind of gospel Everybody's yeah. gotta sing, yo. Lay down my heavy load Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Down by the riverside Gonna lay down my heavy load